Hi, this is Alex Hicken with the Very Hicken Bros podcast. We're, at, we're recording episode 30, no, episode 10 of season uh, four. Uh, as you heard in uh, the pre-show, uh, Trevor and I are celebrating, or not celebrating, enjoying FanX <laughs> this weekend. So we're just going to record live and publish that for the this week. Um, how is your week, Nick? You, it looks like you had a project that's developing or? Yeah, uh, my week has been all right. It's been a lot better. You know, like the previous week I was sick, so I'm pretty much back to it now, but it's just been a basic, basic mm-hmm. work week for me. It's not been too busy at work. So I've been able to work on some projects like kind of like uh, home improvement kind of projects like in the shop. We're going to do some painting and some rearranging, so that's cool. But yeah, personally, I've been working on some photos. I uh, I saw a bunch. Of, I saw some photography. I like, went out and there's like an outdoor show here um, in Santa Cruz that we see. And it's all basic landscape photography, and that's you know, okay. Well, I have strong opinions about that, but I don't need to share those. If you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> but have you? Are you talking my... about the Art and Wine Festival? I am. Yeah. See, I didn't uh, have very much time to go there, so I didn't like have enough wine to make the art look good. But yeah, um, yeah. But then I was, you know, I went there with. Um, then you got inspired, you know. I got inspired. Yeah, I did. You know, so I mo- mostly when I get inspired, it's always because like I go to a concert and I have to make music, or I go see somebody's photography and I realize I have to make some more for myself. <laughs> um, mostly because I'm, I'm competitive and I'm like, well, I can do better than that. But, uh, (laughs) but anyway, um, yeah, so I I finally forced myself to get up and I've I've been getting up early kind of, uh, you know, on accident, basically for the last recently a lot, I'll wake up at five or six and I'll I'll hate it, but I'll be awake. So I um, packed up my camera bag and my light and everything. And I've been, I've been working on a series of photos for like the last, I don't know, year, basically, since I got my new camera. Uh, and I haven't, oh, wow. you know, I do it every, uh, I might do it every, every week or two, then I'll wait months. I'll just, it's kind of sporadic, but it's all, um, with me taking a, a light or one or one or multiple lights out into, into nature and like doing flash landscape photography where I put my lights into trees and into stuff. And I, I light it with like color gels, usually using red or orange or something. So it looks kind of otherworldly and strange. Um, and I, I got some new, some pro- I mean, I think they're pretty mm-hmm. cool. I got some shots that I'm proud of over the weekend. So I need to, um, I need to continue that because I think, I don't know what, what I'm going to do with them after, but I do think that, I think they're cool shots. And I think overall, once the series is like more developed, I could maybe find some place to put them. Maybe, maybe I can find some way to put them into a gallery or have a show. So they're, uh, they're really cool pictures. And I'm really excited because I, I look, you know, I'm, I'm very technical and I love that my camera is just this incredible camera that has so much detail that I can, you know, I can print these huge, I could print these, you know, many, many feet wide and it would just be, you could get lost in those details. So it'd be really fun to someday have an excuse to print them large so that people could kind of see them in such detail. Hmm. That's cool. So yeah, my, uh, for, for at least one weekend, I've been, kind of active in that if uh if anybody happens to be listening you can find those pictures at uh, my instagram account which is just nick underscore or uh twitter nick underscore chow c-h-a-o 
but I post all kinds of stuff at both those accounts. But recently, whenever I find cool, uh, whenever I do more of those series, I, I post them to Twitter and Instagram. So uh, hopefully, I'll continue doing that. Yeah, I liked a couple of those pictures from like yesterday or so. But I saw that uh, you considered uh, maybe making them NFTs or something. I wanted to transition to my topic because, like, several months ago, maybe three or four, I don't know, five. I was trying to look up when, but I saw this advertisement on Brave and on the Brave browser, and they said that Polkadot blockchain is uh, kind of preparing to launch this uh, uh, parachain development network called uh, Kusama. I may be saying it wrong, but I applied to the advertisement because they said they'll give me a free NFT and celebration of this launch. And I was kind of disappointed because I didn't get the NFT and it was, I just figured I won't ever get it. But I got an email yesterday inviting me to claim the NFT. And uh, yeah. It, what does that mean, claim the NFT? Is that like they gave you like a specific piece of like art or something, or is it an NFT that you can then turn into your own NFT? I don't really, I didn't get that aspect well, of it. The NFT, they minted it onto the blockchain. I'm getting it up here for Trevor to see it. No, I saw the picture. It wasn't exactly sure. It's like an artist that was like submitted and they chose it, or was it like randomly chosen or like? Yeah, so what happens is that I don't know who minted the um, NFT. Maybe the creator did. But uh, the thing is is that they wanted to launch the uh, Kuzuma with uh, giving out about like 10,000 NFTs. There's, they have three NFTs and they gave, see, mine says one, uh, my, my edition is 1,752 of 3,333. So I'll, I got this third boy one. It says here it was created for the art is by the dam. Um, it's representing one of three interpretations of the Kusama canary by Berlin street artists. Uh, and Andreas. It's a painting that was created on a section of the Berlin Wall, now used as an open canvas for artistic expression. So, 
Is it in your wallet now? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not just like an image. It's like actually on the chain in your wallet. Yeah. Okay. And one thing that's kind of nice is that since there is 3,000 of them, I could see other people. If, other, if another person sells it, I could see the value of it. It's not like if there's only one of them, then I'm like, what's the value of this? Would you sell it? Mm, no. Um, maybe it'll take... It's, my, it's like my first real NFT. <laughs> I have a, my website as an NFT, but it's like not really anything yet because I haven't developed the website. But... That's one thing that wasn't really clear to me when I was uh, looking into NFTs again a little bit. I was reading an article on a photography website and, um, you know, it still isn't super clear to me, I guess. I guess so is the NF, is the actual NFT itself just a, like a link, like a web link to a file? Like I'm, I'm thinking like, let's say you're selling your NFT is a piece of art, whether it's again, an image, whether it's art or photograph or something. Uh, is, so it's not the actual file, right? It's, it's like a, it's a text link to a file online that you get access to. Is that, is that correct? Cause that's what I'm, that's my impression of it is that you're not getting yeah, there's like, a... you, the actual NFT is not necessarily like a whole file. that's huge. It would just be something that points to a file that you then reference to and then own kind of. I'm not really a specialist. <laughs> I don't really know that much about how to mint it, but I hear that there's a lot of people that have been burned because you may get a link to an image and the the, since it's on chain, it kind of proves that you own the link to the image. But when you, some a lot of people have clicked the link and found that the image is not even there, so they don't don't really. You got to be careful about just selling links when the link might change what it is. So there's a better way to make NFTs, and I don't really know it yet. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, I would kind of assume that if you're someone who's like buying an NFT of some artwork or something that you might be tech savvy enough to understand that you have to click the link and then download the file um, and then, you know, back up that file so that you have a copy of whatever artwork that you bought. Um, Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But kind of, it's interesting to think about the whole, the whole thing. I guess I hadn't really thought about it too much. And for a while in my mind somehow, even if it's technically incorrect, I thought of it sort of how a um, like a torrent or some sort of file where you could where the whole where the file itself was the item that was the NFT. But then I, I was reading more about it, and it, you know, it made it more more clear to me that it's, they're not usually like large files themselves. They're usually just pointers to a file that you can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to talk about Polkadot because since I'm kind of part of this history of the launch, I'm kind of interested in learning about it as part of like obtaining the NFTs that I had to like learn about it. Is I'm kind of torn kind of between Ethereum and Polkadot. Not really. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do both. But the... I kind of like Polkadot and 
Kusana. I'm probably saying Kusana wrong, but <laughs> I kind of like it because it's, it's very accessible. With Ethereum, in order to stake ETH, like natively on Ethereum, you have to put down 32 ETH, and that is worth over $100,000 right now. <laughs> I was just going to say 32. That's actually like yeah, a lot of so money. That's, it's not really accessible to like, it's really hard to participate in the staking. But with the Kusama, the minimum is only like $45. So it's, there's a lot more opportunities. Um, staking is important for the security of the uh, blockchain. So somebody doesn't just end up owning the majority of the nodes or the stake of the network and then they could possibly change blockchain however they want because they control the majority of the nodes. But uh, another thing that's cool is that they have something called crowd loans and you could contribute um, to the funding of projects and at the end of this period they'll give back your money and give you uh, some not really interest but it's kind of like an award and I looked into it and I saw that if you donate one Kusama you'll get like 200 of the project's coin at the end and it's kind of risky, but if you choose a good product, a project, those 200 coins could be worth hundreds of dollars or maybe even over a thousand dollars. So uh, investing like $500 could turn into thousands of dollars. But, yeah, the, the exchange rate with those is really interesting because, you know, like you like you just said, you could have 30 something um, Ethereum or whatever. And then when you, it's hard for me, it's hard for a lot of people, it's hard for me to really understand what the value of that is. But then when you uh, convert that to something like USD, American dollars, you're like, oh, okay, that is a lot of money. So I was reading about that with some photographers who had made some, they were selling either an entire series of photographs or maybe just individuals. And it said, you know, such and such amount of, Ethereum or whatever was was exchanged for that, but then when you when you do the conversion, it's like okay, wow, that was a significant amount of money. So it's, you know, I think it's like anything. You know, you, you just have to start getting the uh, you have to start getting the equivalence in your mind a little bit, so you can kind of get an idea of really what it's all worth. If you if you're going in as a novice, you might think, what is this actually worth? If it says one or two or five or fifty, but it, it could actually be a ton of money because the exchange rate between um, you know, your currency, your, your country's currency and your, um, I guess, cryptocurrency could be pretty extreme. Yeah, it's really interesting because some people buy ETH when it is only maybe $200 or maybe $100 and it has increased so much in value. So this is kind of like new money at the same time. So like, for the old timers, they, they may have gotten like thousands of ETH and it has gone up in value. So it's like 
they paid maybe only like $10,000, but it's gone up to be worth like millions of dollars. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy how <laughs> to these, this new money is kind of like very wealth building. I have such mixed feelings about it all because I, I honestly do feel like legitimately parts parts of this whole cryptocurrency thing is kind of like a pyramid scam. I mean, a lot of it really is problematic in so many ways. But it, there's a part of me who also just goes, hmm, if I could find a way to somehow find somebody who wants to buy my work for a lot of money, I would also just sell it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's the combination of, it's the age-old problem of like your morals versus your want, your desire for money. I mean, I don't know. Right, right now, my desire for money is probably higher than my moral scruples, but um, I don't know. Do I think that cryptocurrency is everything, is, is it as utopian as I think many people want it to be? No, probably not. But is it uh, a temporary, is it at least a temporary way for many people, for many or at least a few people to get a lot of money? Probably. I mean, you know, I, I'm curious to see because we, we've been using other currencies for either hundreds or, well, I don't know, hundreds, I don't know about thousands, but hundreds of years at least. I mean, is this something that we, do we expect to be able to say that about some of these currencies? It's hard for me to say, you know, everybody goes, yeah, it'll be around for one year or five years or 10 years or 15 or 20. But it's just interesting to think about all these things in the context of the rest of, you know, currency that we've been using as a society. Yeah, I think Ethereum is based on good economics and um, it's the, the principles of scarcity and uh, the attributes of it makes it very valuable. So, yeah, it's Looking into uh, Polkadot, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Kusama allows, you know, there's many blockchain projects out there and Kusama basically enables them to kind of plug in to a, a network that's public. And you could trade among different blockchains and different currencies of different blockchains. And you can't really, it's very unique in that way. Um, I actually participate in the nodal cash project. It's a blockchain where they reward you with their currency for uh, helping transmitting data among internet of things. The devices with Bluetooth. So yeah, you just use your phone and it's transmitting Bluetooth uh, data through your phone. And, um, yeah, it, um, it's hard to really know the value of them. I was a little discouraged with it because it just gives you tokens, but there's no way to know how much it is because it's not really connected to any other blockchain yet. 
or the fiat American dollar. But um, they did announce in late April that the nodal blockchain is connecting to um, the Acolyte um, X token system. Um, it's part of the Polkadot. So this blockchain project is kind of plugging in into the Polkadot blockchain ecosystem. So yeah, I think it's getting interesting. So Nick, uh, I saw that. Uh, are you uh, you notice a difference with uh, Trevor's new Steel Series uh, um, headset? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me play Overwatch. Overwatch. Um, I couldn't tell. I, to be honest, I couldn't tell at first whether it's placebo, knowing that he had some new hardware, or if it was actually percept you know perceptible difference, but. Yeah, I, I like to think that he sounded a little bit more clear. And I know for a while, like I know for a while, there were a few issues on and off where um, his mic would be maybe bent the wrong way, or maybe it wasn't picking him up great. But so far, last you know, since he's gotten it, he's come through uh, loud and clear. So I know Trevor's had an, yeah, coming you know, through. Had, uh, <laughs> Trevor's coming through recently. So uh, yeah, I remember that. I don't know. It seemed like maybe you got another headset, but it, it seemed like you had a hard time hearing him a lot of times. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been, it, I don't know. Um, hearing, hearing his voice has been one thing, but Trevor has mentioned that a big part of it has really been the speakers or I guess the, you know, the drivers in the headphones that have improved. So I'm sure he can speak more about the quality of those. Yeah, it has. I think the artist series three, five, and seven, they all have the same number of drivers and quality. They just have different form factors. Like the three is just like just a headphone. Five has some light up on like RGB on its side. And then the seven is a wireless one um, option with the like the charging, chargeable battery. Um, but this series is more like a, uh, esports emphasized, um, emphasized, um, <laughs> for your ears so you can see everything a lot better. Hmm. Um, because they have, I think it's surround sound or something like that, because like, I feel like I can hear better. The, the noise coming through, like one game, if we do, we're like against a fire, and I could like hear like the rockets, like wait, it felt different than I used used to hear it before. Um, and it was like behind me, I'm like, oh whoa, that's crazy, I never like heard that before. So I I think the quality is that is definitely there, um, improved over the last. I think those were like probably 2018, maybe 17. They they do renew them sometimes. 
like they have like a new like 2019 and 2020 edition of it but this is like a whole new like it's like level up of it you know it's like next generation the yeah yeah it's interesting i haven't really thought too much about headsets and you know gaming uh i guess headphones in that way i bought i bought my steel series i honestly don't remember what it was i want to say it's artist five i don't know if it's right um it's one of them uh but you know i thought that it sounds fine sounds good enough but i, I wouldn't compare it to like incredible speakers but um it's kind of cool that you say that it makes some difference because I don't know, I guess if I played a lot more games, maybe I'd think about doing it. But for right now, it's hard for me to think about like, do I need much better audio to play Overwatch? And because that's, let's be honest. That's what I use to most play Cyberpunk and Uncharted and Dragon Age 3. I guess that's true. You know, I didn't, I installed Dragon Age again after our last conversation. It's, it's funny. We talked about Dragon Age while we were playing Overwatch. It took me another fucking like, <laughs> I don't know, 45 minutes or something to get it all downloaded. And then, I went, wow. to, I went to restart. I went to continue my file, and then it said, "Oh, you have to download the DLC that you downloaded." So I downloaded that, and then it's like, "Oh, well, now you have to download this other thing." I'm like, "Okay, fine. Just just download everything. I don't care. I want to play this game." <laughs> and I finally, I finally loaded into it, and I had no idea where the fuck I was because I was like, "Oh, I haven't played this game for years. I'm in the middle of nowhere." Great. And then I was like, "Okay, well, it's time to go to sleep." So bye. <laughs> bye. Like waiting an hour for everything to download. I know, yeah. So I guess I could check it out again. I mean, I, I do love that game to pieces, but uh, <laughs> it's funny. But Trevor's also played that yeah. game. Dragon Age I still is great. It's, yeah, it's a single-player adventure like style game, right? It's no, like, there is some multiplayer aspect to it, but yeah, like the uh, the single player, is on, that's the reason you play Dragon Age. You don't play it for yeah. multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's probably... If you don't use like headphones generally for gaming you maybe you wouldn't need a new headset but i mean i think it'd be useful enough for like if you want to experience everything like in a different kind of i guess better audio i think it depends for me i still feel like in general not having headphones on is a little bit more comfortable but um Hmm. But if I'm playing a multiplayer game, I want to have my headset and mic on. So, of course, I play that. You know, I'll play Overwatch or whatever with, with my headset. But if I'm just going to play a, like a single-player game, sometimes I'll turn it, turn that off and just play with some speakers that I have on my TV. What I really should do is hook, hook up my good speakers to my TV. I bought those audio engine speakers that are great. But I, I have, like, they're already connected oh, to yeah. my, my record player and my keyboard and my computer. So I need to, like, figure out another input to my TV. But... Yeah, I honestly, I wish I could say I played more games, but we all know that I pretty much just play Overwatch, and then once in a while I'll play a little bit of some other game. I need to, I still need to play Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. Final yeah, Fantasy Final Fantasy 10. 10. Wait, wait, it's Tekken 7? Oh, excuse me, I need to play that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a whole backlog I've never played, so it's not just you. <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, speaking about uh, new uh, upcoming products, did you watch the like, live event, or did you hear anything about it, or did you just read about it? The yeah. Apple event. Yeah, I was unfortunately working, um, so I did take that advantage to you know work on some stuff in the back room. And if I accidentally opened up a room, <laughs> a tab on my browser, and <laughs> followed a little bit, couldn't help myself. A live blog from like 
and gadgets. <laughs> rumors, <and> yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, the Apple event was pretty much exactly what I expected. It wasn't anything. I guess a little bit of a surprise was that there were everybody. I guess I say everybody. The people I, I listened to multiple different podcasts who were very Apple centric, and they're kind of in the know. They're like the sort of Apple people. And most of them were saying, you, you know, we're not going to expect too much iPad stuff. And they did announce a few new iPads. So in a way, that makes me really excited. Not because I'm really excited about the iPads, but there's all, all these expectations. There's going to be another event, Apple, in October or November to announce some new Macs. And originally, it was going to be probably for some Macs and iPads. But if they've already gotten most of the iPads out of the way, that, what that tells me is hopefully they have an event that's really meaty about more Macs. Because that's what I'm really like. I, I lose my shit over new, new computer hardware, new Macs. Really love that. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I watched. I uh, I didn't watch it because after reading some headlines throughout the day, every chance I can get, um, I I felt like I didn't really need to watch it because I, I you know mo- nothing was that much of a surprise. It's all just some some good upgrades. I think the the camera system of the new iPhones is supposed to be. It looks like it's going to be great, so that'll be cool. Um, and the watch, it's, I, I am laughing a little bit because so many people uh, were losing it because the watch doesn't have these more flat sides that were leaked by John Prosser originally. And I think he either he or someone commissioned like some renders that to make to see what the watch might look like like that. And I was not a super fan of the way those looked. Some people were really into it. I think a lot of people were into it just because it looked different than the current watch and everybody wants something that looks new. Even if it doesn't necessarily look better, you want something that looks new. I get that, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm skeptical of having something because I've seen a lot of like mm-hmm. other devices, Fitbits or maybe, maybe a couple Android watches that that kind of look like mini phones on your wrist, where they're flat edged or whatever else. And I I'm not sure if I like that yet. I mean, I could I could grow to like it, but I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with the shape of the current Apple Watch. So I'm glad. I think the new one is just thinner. And a little more refined, but it's the same kind of rounded shape. And I guess I'm, I'm, I don't know. A lot of people. Well, sorry, yeah, what sorry, hey, Oh, I, I was listening to someone. I can't remember. Anyways, they were saying like how the new Apple watches are more durable because they made like the glass or like the edges like more round, so that uh, it's it doesn't like break or anything even like more it last longer than before yeah yeah one of the features they they mentioned is that the the glass or crystal i guess when you're talking about watches traditionally call it the crystal um which on the sport models or the standard apple watches is glass on the steel ones is uh steel and titanium it's sapphire crystal but i guess it's this thicker than it used to be i don't know how i forget how much but it's significantly thicker of an actual like display covering and in on a phone or something you might think that's bad because you, you want it to be thinner so that you the display looks like it's right on the, the edge but with the watch it's a little bit more about form and function so i think it's going to be more durable and it just looks nice to have a thicker crystal there but i think it looks cool like all the all the product marketing it just looks like a really refined mm-hmm. apple watch it doesn't look like anything super new um, i'm gonna buy one probably because i've been, i'm still on the series four and that was the series seven so um even I, as everybody knows, I'm like this person who buys all this Apple stuff that I probably shouldn't buy, but I do because I love it. Um, I've been skipping out in the last couple of years of Apple watches. So I think 
even though this one isn't that insane of an upgrade, I think for me coming from the series four, I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot. So I, I'm still waiting for them to make it available. Obviously they said it was going to be later this fall. I'm not sure how long it's mm-hmm. going to take. Yeah. What I saw, I kind of liked the, the iPad mini. Yes. Has, the iPad mini. It has the, the tracking camera. So it makes the video chatting easier. And I'm, it's kind of tempting because it, it's compatible with the Apple Pen Pencil. I'm thinking about getting into drawing and art again. Oh, oh one thing, <laughs> one thing that I am doing, I'm working on, is that I'm making a shirt, and I I drew a, a the kind of like the Barry Higgins kind of logo kind of and i drew a trevor and i's face on the back (laughs) it was kind of interesting getting back into drawing because i wasn't like confident at first about drawing without like like it has been a long time but i convinced myself to just jump straight in and draw on the shirt and it looks good my wife said it's good <laughs> yeah the the app i mean to be fair like the apple pencil is incredible like it's great i mean there, there are a couple other things you can get i guess i think i think the microsoft pens are pretty great too but um if you're somebody who's into art like that's i think you know the majority of artists really are using an ipad and an apple pencil because it's so good um, i have one I, I don't draw with it really but um it is really great like the the the, the hardware is great you know what i mean like if you're the the resolution of the pen in terms of how smooth it feels and how quick it responds. So, um, yeah, the, the new iPad Mini is awesome. I, I love that they put the newest processor into it with um, the kind of they put the high end iPhone Pro processor into it. So, uh, for anybody who buys it, it's a great it's gonna be a great iPad for now. I was talking to Trevor yesterday about how it's one of those products that I wish I I wanted or needed. I mean, I guess I want it, but I, I wish I needed it, <laughs> but I, I don't. You know, it's not something that I'm gonna buy because I I'm a person who likes my 13-inch iPad a lot more, so I'm going to replace that eventually, but uh, for anybody who wants the smaller size, I feel like it's an, that's probably an awesome computer. It's also, you know, it starts at 500 bucks, which is pretty reasonable for what you get, and you can even get, like, a 512 gigabyte cellular model for 800 bucks or something like that. So, um, you know, it, it's not like, it's not going to be a $2,000 iPad. It's, like, it's a reasonable price and a really great little tablet. So, for the people who want it, I think it's going to be a cool option. Yeah. A lot of my devices are old and dying. I can't even video chat with my parents with my computer because like the mic doesn't really work very well and I tried to even use my own mic on it and it sounded all weird and stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of hmm. think about getting a new device to do my work on. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know you like all kinds, you like Android and Linux and stuff, but in terms of tablets, like, I don't know, I I feel like it's really between um, like a Microsoft Surface if you want to deal with Windows or just an iPad because they're so fast and great. I mean, there are Android options, but if you want the best software on a tablet, you probably still want to go with an iPad. Yeah. I think I saw that Audacity is on the Apple Store or the App Store. But I haven't really looked that much into it yet. 
Yeah, there's that, but there's also, you know, there's a bunch of other great, if, once you get to iOS, there's a bunch of different utilities for that. There's different things people use, like professional podcasters use, God, I'm forgetting it now, but there's a couple of utilities people use to process and like edit stuff on their iPads. So it's definitely possible to get software um, that's usable for an iPad. But yeah, somebody, somebody I know yeah. should buy an iPad mini because they're awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking for a second, I thought about upgrading my dad's iPad to that, but I realized I started him with an iPad mini and then he got like the medium that like the 10 inch one. So I'm thinking maybe for Christmas, I'll buy him like a, I don't know, maybe like a 10 or 11 inch upgrade or something. It's been a few years, but so, I don't know. I want, I want the iPad mini to continue mm-hmm. to exist. So I want people to buy it. Same with the iPhone mini. Like, I'm, I'm, I had kind of a hard time. I really love the small size. If they had given the iPhone mini the same camera system as iPhone pros, I would have absolutely bought that like immediately. But as it stands, I still want those, the pro camera setup. So I'm, that's why I'm in for the, uh, the standard size pro iPhone. But I, I just, I love small phones. I just, even I have the standard iPhone 12 pro and it's still like, I would like it if it was a little bit smaller. I don't know. I mean, I, I realize most people love huge phones, but I don't mind having a smaller phone. That's what my iPad's for. If I want to look at big things large on a big screen, I have my iPad. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll have the iPhone Pro Mini next year. <laughs> or they're just going to get rid of the Mini completely. That's the main rumor. IPhone, it's yeah, that's, mini. A, that's the main rumor, but... Which is sad. That's why I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe I should just get the mini for this year, just to have a mini for once. Yeah, should. I don't know. I really, I, I use that you the longer it. lens on my iPhone. Like, when I'm taking pictures, I use that a lot. And do you, I don't know. Do you even? You I just mean, go that, that is, that's, pretty, shoot. that's pretty rich because I do have, like, a billion, ca- like, professional cameras. Like, I have, <laughs> hmm, should I use my iPhone or my $10,000? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just camera. use my iPhone instead. I think I'll just, yeah. And I was, I was looking at some new studio lights, and I was like, oh, these ones I could use with my iPhone. Maybe I could take my, and I'm like, wait, no, fuck that. I have, like, an insane camera, like, an actual camera I could use. <laughs> but you know what? Marketing's a hell of a drug. Yeah, you got to market. You know, there's, there's like whole Instagram and like careers that I mean, are based out of selling just like, iPhones. I was thinking, I was thinking about taking, bringing my flashes with me and like using the, uh, the red flash. Yeah, yeah, uh, Pro Photo, which is the ridiculous, expensive flash brand that I use, um, which is awesome but expensive. They have a, their new lights. You can sync them to your your iPhone with like a new camera app they made, so you can take like professional studio grade photos with your iPhone and with the new cameras, I was like, Hmm, I could buy the new iPhone, buy the light. And then maybe I could like somehow go viral for shooting really great photos with my iPhone. And then I, then I think to myself, wait, no, nobody gives a fuck about my photography. So <laughs> hmm, maybe I should think about that again. I mean, I do like how the, they finally like updated everything. They have um, the pro model has the same thing as a max model on the camera. So you don't have to buy the max model anymore. That is really good, yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm I'm somebody who I I tried the Max model on the on the 11. I had the 11 Pro Max. It was a great phone, and the battery is incredible. But it was just it felt big every time I used it. I didn't need it, so I went with the 12, the normal 12 Pro, and that was that was it's been fine, it's been good. Um, but I really I love that they make it the same camera because it's you shouldn't have to carry around like a phablet in your pants just to have the best tech. You know, I'm I, I would love them to push it smaller. Give me an mm-hmm. iPhone 12. Give me an iPhone 11 Pro. Well, what the fuck number am I talking about? iPhone 14 Pro Mini. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I just want the best possible camera and the smallest possible phone. So, I don't know. 
but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I I already set up in my Apple Store app the all the prerequisites to get it pre-ordered. So this Friday, I'll wake up at you know a little before five, and I'll pre-order my phone, and then a week later, I'll have the new one. So I guess I can talk to you guys in the podcast in a couple of weeks about the iPhone 13 Pro. Yeah, hopefully there's no hiccups like when uh, I try to order my iMac Pro. I mean, iMac. Well, see, yeah, but you actually ordered it and you got it on time, didn't you? Yeah, but like it wasn't live until like 30 minutes later or something. Hmm. Yeah, it was something like that. Anyway, yeah, it was a cool, it was a fine, I mean, fine news. It wasn't anything mind blowing. What it really makes me more excited about as somebody who's a computer fan is like, Okay, we've gotten the iPhones and the watch and the iPads out of the way. Now give me like a really great Mac event. I need to learn more about these new computers because um, that's what I'm more interested in. Yeah, the, the iPhones are great, but I'm ready for some more Mac news. I want to see what I'm, like I want to see what Apple Silicon can do with more cores and higher frequencies and stuff because their, their M1 is like already so fast that and it, you know what I mean. Like if they can add some more to that, that will be great. So. Um, a fine event, but I, I'm waiting for the October or November event with Max. That, that's what's really going to get me uh, get me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like on the contrary of what everyone thought from leaks, it actually showed that Apple's leaks that were coming out through certain sources we're not as accurate as believed to be. Like you said, like the Apple Watch and then like whatever else they were rumored to have. I mean, to be, honest, to be fair, the only one that was really majorly wrong was the Apple Watch. Everything else was pretty... I mean, most of the other leaks well, were pretty much... True. The other ones were like the colors, right, of the iPhone. They were like a couple of colors that they were rumored to have, but they were like completely off. I guess that's true. There was the one that said they were looking. I was I was excited for like a bronze model, but it turned out to just kind of be a light blue, which is not what I'm interested in. So <laughs> it seems like everyone's super excited for that. The sell as the sell. Well, yeah, every, everybody else is, is loving it. I'm just I'm not. I'm just as a personally, I, I would have preferred a different color. So I'm just gonna go with the white one and silver again. But um, that, I think that was the biggest thing. I think because right before the event, there was some more leaks saying, okay, there's gonna be like a new bronze color. I was super stoked for that, but. Whatever, maybe next year. It's fine. Like I have the current silver and white phone, and it's going to look basically exactly the same, and I'm going to be fine with that because it looks great. But I'm curious. Like I guess I know you're waiting for a new phone. Did they have they announced any more about that? I feel like it's kind of an open secret that the next Pixel phone. Oh, they do have a, a new like hype train coming through in Japan. They're like selling like original Pixel uh, <laughs> chips and. And they have, like, that. two yeah, different flavors. It's, like, chips. the black ones are taro, which actually sounds pretty good. Taro chips, I right? like that. And the other ones are just, like, potato chips, which are white. Like, I wonder what that whole thing is about. Like, I mean, huh. it's cool, but, like, is it coming soon? Or is it just, like, hype? Like... Yeah, I don't, I'm curious about that. Obviously, it must be coming soon if they're doing that. But, um, yeah, I'm curious because now that, you know, Apple's thrown their gauntlet... Let's see uh, what else. And I was reading an article actually today about um, was the Google Tensor, the new chip that the CPU that Google, yeah, I guess it's the chip that Google's supposed to be kind of designing developing. themselves. And yeah. the article that I read said that there was a, there was a either a leaked benchmark or something saying it was going to have 
two really high performance cores, and then two medium cores and four like efficiency cores. And I guess it's unusual hmm. like, maybe because most of them usually do like one, two, four instead of two, two, four. Two, two, something. four. And maybe yeah. they're saying that Google wants to like make a statement by making a really fast uh, SOC. But I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, um, I don't want to be that Apple fanboy, but like I'll, I'll believe I'll believe that anybody else can do faster than an Apple A15. Like when I see it, because the Apple chips are still like at least like a year ahead of everybody else's. So maybe they'll be the fastest Android phone. But I guess I'm spoiled with iPhones. So the CPUs have been the fastest on iPhone for years. I think uh, Tensor is. I don't know if it's the first to do that because I I have. Uh, I I don't know. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure the old like Xenos chips that are they're not very good nowadays. But I'm pretty sure they they used to have like tons of different cores and stuff like that. But they just were flops compared to the Snapdragons that the Samsungs and. United States would be shipped out with compared to the Xenos cores that they would use in the EU. Yeah, I'm not super, um, I guess, in the loop with all those. I, I read a little bit about Android phone just to see what kind of is the current top of the line. But when it comes down to it, um, for the most part, even their really kind of high-end ones, they're, they're, they're good, but they're still like, I don't know, uh, a decent chunk behind like the Apple ones. So, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I feel like for the most part, if you get a, if you get a flagship phone within the last two or three years, it's going to be fast enough for pretty much everything you want to do. Like I even tell it, I tell myself that like if I had an iPhone 10 right now, when the four, when the 13 is coming out, it would probably still feel pretty fast. You know what I mean? Like I've not thought my phone was slow for many years. So I, I, I like the features that enables like, yeah, for a lot of the camera features that keep getting better, at least on the iPhone, are enabled by having a faster processor, which is great. But I, I don't know. I think the last phone that I had that felt that felt slow at the end of its life was for me the iPhone six. After that, like the seven was fast enough at the time. The ten was great. You know, all my phones. It's been a long time since I went. Wow, my phone is slow. Like, I don't, when, when's the last time you had a phone that you really felt was like slowing you down? Uh, well, I bought that one phone that's uh, Yumi Digi, and that just well, that was but that wasn't a flag. That was not a flag to the ball, but it's a really crappy. It totally device. like made me feel like I was back in like 2008 or something with the Pixel Seven, not Pixel, it's like a Nexus Seven tablet. Like that's what the resolution looks like, and I, it just makes me appreciate like flagship quality and like this is like. Compared to what I'm used to, this is terrible. Like I can't live with this. Like I make it just makes things like, yeah. like I just didn't think about that before. I didn't think like actually people, some people just don't care, and I guess they just live with like slight delays and everything. Yeah, I mean, and I I try to temper. I believe that as well. Like when I use, I try to always check myself because I am somebody who. Within one to two years, I, I I always have the newest iPhone, or sometimes one like one year later, and I always have a pretty new like I most of my technology is new, and I'm always telling people, oh, yeah, this is this technology is great. I'm having a great time. But then I realize, you know, the majority of people don't do that. A lot of people don't want to spend 
more than four hundred dollars in a phone, more than a thousand dollars, Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Most people go, "Wow, that's way too much money," and I'm very privileged to be able to buy the things that I do. So I, I try to remind myself, like, okay, it's it's just you know I have to I have to look beyond. Yeah, maybe I'm ordering a thirteen hundred dollar iPhone Pro because it's going to be amazing, but that's not what everybody is going to be using. A lot of people are still using like an iPhone eight, and they're whether it be because they like it or maybe because it's cheap and they don't want to, they can't have the money to do it. So I don't know. I have to check myself sometimes when I, when I think about things, I have to tell myself if I'm complaining about something, I go, well, you know what? Like a lot of people are not, wouldn't even notice this or they wouldn't (laughs) care. So it's really, it's all kind of comes, it's the same thing with many things, right? Like you could be the person who buys a hundred thousand dollar sports car and has gripes about the way it works. And then there's, you know, the person with a, $4,000 Four thousand dollar used two thousand one yeah. exterior um, that doesn't have a muscle car. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody, like, I don't really care. It gives me an A to B. And I'm done. Like I'm not. Yeah, and, and that's fine because for, for them they just want it to work. Which is there's tons of people like that who are like that with their phones and computers. Which for us as enthusiasts is really kind of hard to believe. But when I think of my computers, if my computer doesn't respond to me quickly and doesn't work s- smoothly, I am gonna just erupt. But other people are other people like I exactly. I, I, I would do that. I hate to you know, I guess put somebody on blast, but there's somebody I work with where uh his computer, his PC that is not that old, it just slows down so much after like a few hours or half a day of work at a photo lab that he goes, Okay, well it's time to just uh, hey, it's time to restart my computer. I'm like, What do you mean? He's like, Oh yeah, it's uh, it's about three or four o'clock. It always needs a restart now. I'm like, why? He's like, Oh, because it gets really slow. And that like I would just be flipping the desk. I'd be like, "This is disgusting." But other people don't. He's like, "Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. I just restart it and it's fine." And I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, it's it's." I'm not saying he's wrong. Like for him, not an issue at all. He just goes, "Okay, well, it's fine. I'll just restart it." And there's no reason to replace it because once it's restarted, it works fine for the rest of the day. So it's it's. But in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, "I wouldn't accept that." You know, I can't deal with. It. Why should I ever have to wait for a machine like that? So it's you know, it's it's a it totally puts in its place. Some of us are okay with older technology that we have to work around, and some of us are going to riot and are going to spend ridiculous money just to never have to worry about slow computers. Yeah, it's funny because like I just that's just like one of the things that is always I'm always up to date on. Like I don't think twice about it. I just think like, okay, well, I'm gonna I guess it's been six months. I'm gonna buy a new phone. So I'm like. No one does that in real life. Like everyone usually just waits until they get the next upgrade in the family plan. You know, like some people have to wait a few years. And yeah, I'd say like I guess I think every six to ten. Yeah, if if it's less than a year, I'd say almost nobody does that. Only the super enthusiasts. You know, like you. I guess I'm a super enthusiast. Yeah, I think you are. And then for me, I'd say I'm like one slight step down, mostly just because I'm an Apple fan. They only do one every year. But I would do I do a (laughs) phone almost every year, and that's pretty rare. And then I just switch between people. Yeah, well, you you, go, you you switch between the Pixel and the OnePlus, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, and those come out. Uh, what maybe, they come out far enough apart that like you can so, kind of switch between. Them yeah, like months. like March or April to September, October. So that's like a good. I mean, I laugh at months. that, but if Apple if Apple released an iPhone every six months, I would probably <laughs> be upgrading. So, I mean, I feel it. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just feel like. You gotta like, I, I don't know. To me, it's it's just like any other hobby, like car people. 
I, there are people, I have heard of people's parents at work, they just say, get new charts and trade on the old ones, like every six months. It's like, six months? That, that yeah. to me is extreme. But that is true. Some yeah. people do that. And some people even, you know, like, it's, it's funny. I grew up kind of in a family where my parents would, you know, they got a car, like, let's say they buy a used car in 2003 and they use that until, I don't know. 2015 or something like a super long time and they maintain it and they just wanted to get it here and there and it's fine whereas other people I, i've had a couple friends or whatever who yeah they, they lease their car and every two every one two or three years they just get the newest model and like that's because they like having a nice new car and it's just different you know that's kind of that's what we are with technology you know we we want the nice new thing and we'll keep paying for it i just in my mind i just think to myself i'm always gonna be paying about 60 dollars per month to own the newest iphone and I'm I'm okay with that. But other people would go, wow, I'm, I would never want to do that. It's not worth it to me. You know, so it just depends what you're doing. Unfortunately, I'm somebody who likes having a decent car and a really great phone and a great computer and a great camera. And I don't have any money to do and anything a great else. Camera, and great food and <laughs> yeah. great jackets. So here I am um, alone, surrounded by my technology. <laughs> so, What was I going to say? Um... Dang it. It was something to do with what we were talking about. It was, um, you said, uh, now I forgot. You said um, you like to have great technology, great cars. Technology, car, camera, phone, all the kinds of things. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, um, so yeah. So, like, if you, the reason why I don't have, Maybe it's because I don't have a budget for it, but like I don't really add want to add more bills to my uh, monthly expenses, which is I guess just because I don't want to work extra for it. So like a car is like a good five hundred, four hundred dollars extra into your paycheck. No, 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 I mean it depends what you buy. If you buy like like I bought a car that. The overall, like it was, well, the the I guess the retail value was twenty eight thousand, and I I bought it for like twenty one something, and I financed, I put eight thousand down, so I ended up with a payment that's like three hundred and ten. Okay, so it's, it's like I'm saying like it depends, and that's a medium to low end car. So if you bought a used model, it'd still it'd be between two and five hundred dollars, depending on what you bought. Right. And I mean, I guess that's just my philosophy in general. Like, if I were to buy a phone, I'd just buy it outright most of the time. Or I do like the thing where you like you pay it over time. Well, that's the same thing then by making payments, right? Yeah, but I don't have to like pay up front a bunch of money also. It's just tacked on. But didn't, didn't you just start this by saying that you don't like to add a whole bunch of bills to your monthly thing? And, but then you said you're okay with doing a monthly payment for a phone. Yeah, but it's not like five hundred bucks a month or less. It's usually like well, no, but it's, it's still. I mean, it's still a monthly payment. What is it? It's between thirty and sixty dollars, right? Yeah, it's that's like what a couple hours at work or something. It's like an extra. Well, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying it's a lot or not. I'm just saying it's still a, it's a bill. It's more than paying for Netflix or something. You know, it's, a lot of people would still say, "Oh, I wouldn't want to pay for that if I didn't have to." True. Well, that's, I guess that's my limit is if it's more than $100 a month, I kind of cons- wouldn't consider it. Well, that, yeah, more than $100 starts to feel like a, like an actual real bill. Yeah. Like, you know, like 
<laughs> you have all these subscriptions. No one cares about them until you look at how many you have. You have like six things yeah. for HBO yeah, Max, 100% me. Netflix, you have a horror one, you have... Uh... Okay, are you just putting me on blast? No, right I'm, just, I'm just saying... I mean, I have Netflix, <laughs> I have HBO Max, I have Shudder, I have all these things. No, I'm just saying like, it, when you put it up as like little things, no one thinks about it. But when you think, when you get like, let's say a Tesla, and then you add on like, you want the self-driving feature for like 400 500 bucks a month. No, it's, it's like thousands of dollars. It's like multiple tons. really expensive. Yeah. And then they, they're introducing it to like turn on and off now, right? Like a couple thousand dollars. It's expensive, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Uh, that's what I would say. Like I just don't have, I guess, room to budget. It. Like I don't use my car. I, I use it every day, but I don't use it like excessively every day. It's not like a multifunctional device compared to a phone, which I use like literally all the time for music, GPS. Yeah. Well, the, your your phone is your it's your primary computer, right? Like for the most besides part, yeah, you, besides like a game gaming console. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because I mean it's, I always joke about the fact that you have a really nice computer that you don't use much, but your I mean your phone like most things that you would do online or whatever you, you achieve on your phone, so. That it does it does to me make some sense why you would want to make sure that that phone is as nice as it can be. Yeah, I mean, I I have the computer. I just I don't know. I just I guess I just get overwhelmed by like having to. The reason I wanted to get it is because I wanted to actually force myself to like use it, but and then like I just get lazy and not use it, and I just like well I oh, guess yeah. I'm not gonna because I don't want to set it up and then I want to like. I had to sit down and think about it, but I should do that. That's that's why I bought it. So I should actually put fifteen hundred dollars to use. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I mean, I guess at the end of the day, though, you only use like that's kind of reminds me a little bit of me. Like I have, I have a really old. <laughs> well, no, I have like a really old desktop that still works. And I use it for some work, and then I have a I have a pretty good sixteen inch MacBook Pro that does what I need it to do. But a lot of the time, I end up still like using my my iPad for most of my like day to day stuff, and that's why I justify to myself every couple of years I'll buy a nice new iPad and I'll say, well, if I look at the time I spend in my life, the majority of it on a screen is looking at this iPad, so I want it to be nice. You know, it's the same thing as you with your phone. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm I feel pretty strongly about that. I think to myself, like life is too short to spend a lot of time with things that aren't nice. <laughs> It, you know, assume, and that's very privileged to say, but I'm saying, assuming you have the money, like, why don't you? And that's what I thought for myself with my car. I thought, well, I'm spending a minimum of 20 minutes going to work and then 20 minutes coming back. If there's traffic, that could be an hour. And like, I want a car that I enjoy being in. And so that's why I spend the money or whatever, you know? So I, th- I think it just depends on what you, you know, if you're spending all this time on your phone because that's your computer, you might as well have a nice phone. Or whatever you do, you know that's why I think of anything. Yeah. If you're somebody who listens to the radio a lot, buy a nice radio. If you're somebody who bakes a lot, buy buy a nice mixer. Or a nice, whatever you do, like if you yeah. enable yourself to have nice things, if that's what you spend your money, you spend your time doing. And a lot of people, like if you listen to music a lot and you want like the highest quality, get like a high fidelity headset instead of uh, yeah, exactly. Or buy some nice speakers, yeah. or, or buy the better turntable or whatever. 
Because when you when you think about it, you're like, wow, well, I spent an hour listening to music today. Well, you know, your experience would be better if you listened through to it through better speakers. So, I mean, this is all predicated on the fact that maybe you have enough disposable income to buy yourself nice things. But assuming you do, I guess the idea is treat yourself to things that are going to make a difference, you know, in your life. If I'm going to be sitting in a car an hour every day, that's a lot of time. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or more than an hour every day. Like, I want it to be something that I think is nice or whatever it is. If I'm going to be on my phone for two hours or five hours a day or whatever it is, <laughs> it should be something that I feel happy about. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to work uh, 12 hours a day, you got to be happy about it. You, know? you have to be, you have to really like chicken, fish, fish, <laughs> juniors. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I have an astronomy thing. It's a short one. I can uh, pop up real quick. Um, I think it's kind of interesting because it goes back to what um, not that one. What um, everything goes towards is some kind of star that's. So it's, um, I think I've mentioned something about this or something similar to this before. In the center of the Milky Way, there's some kind of object, celestial object that's um, sending off some radio signals that's, it's inconsistent, so there's no pattern. But uh, they don't know exactly what it is. They don't. They can't pinpoint what the source profile like. It does. It doesn't fit any profile so far. Um, they're calling it uh, the ASKP and a bunch of numbers after a J. Um, they use the Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder, the ASCAP. Um, yeah, and this was conducted through a use um, survey from April 2019 till August 2020. Um, during that survey, the signal appeared 13 times, but no longer than a few weeks at a time. Um, it was unpredictable, so it just seemingly appeared at random and disappeared. Um, and another mystery is that they attempted to like observe it through other telescopes, like the Chandra X-ray um, Observatory and the Swift, but they they were viewable through near infrared, but and then. Uh, the signal disappeared completely. Um, yeah, so it has no emissions across other portions of the electromagnetic spectrum. The only thing that they, they can allude to it closest to is um, known as a galactic center radio transient. And there's only three of those objects that's ever been detected so far. So... Um, yeah, uh, they said it can change theories and what those objects are capable of. So, I mean, I, 
we don't know exactly what it is, but that's yeah, cool. Um, but that's what it, it's so like interesting. It's like we sometimes we just like know exactly what things are and things are proven, like Hawking's theory of black holes and how um, some things are exactly what he had. Um, researched and then like other things we have no idea because it's just like not enough evidence and we can't uh we can't like have talk <laughs> we don't have we can't like make any theories of anything because there's not enough information so it's like it's not all the time that we know everything but it seems like a lot of the time we know like what's happening when we study into these things which is Interesting how we don't know. It's like that that phrase, like, the more you know, it's like, the more you know, you know less. You don't know as much as you don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the idea that, like, the more right. you learn, the more you learn that you don't know, right? Like, when, you, it's, when you're a complete yeah. novice at something... You don't know anything. And then as you start to learn a little bit, you right. think you know a lot. And then the, when you learn a lot more, you realize that you, don't learn, that you don't know very much at all. And then it takes a very, very, very long time of right. studying and learning to realize that you finally do know kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then at that point, you just think that everyone should know that. And then you just feel like other people are dumb. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that with the things like, um, uh, you know, cosmology or astrophysics, where it's some some things are pretty, I would say, pretty well known, you know, whether it's the findings of a, a rover that it's landed on another planet, or whether it's basic, you know, information about black holes, whatever it is. And to, to anybody who's an enthusiast, you might have heard this a lot. But to, the average person has no idea what is going on with any of those things. So we, yeah. we think it's table stakes for the knowledge, but for a lot of people, it's something they don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's applicable to any topic as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think about that all the time because because I'm so into a lot of technical things. I'm, I'm always thinking about, you know, I, I talk about it at a relatively high level. I can talk about things like photography and then I realized the person I'm talking to like has no idea what I'm talking about. And I go, yeah. okay, like, let me, let me honestly rephrase this in a way that will make it more easy for you to apply whatever I'm talking to you about. So, you know, not that they're dumb, it's just they, had to, they haven't spent as much time as I have thinking about it. Right, yeah. I guess that's, that's what most of our jobs are as enthusiasts is like trying to have like the the standard like person that doesn't know anything you need to translate to like easy comprehensible words that's what i did at best buy it's like you just need to like let them know like hey this is what you need you know you don't know it but that's what you want like exactly yeah and that's why <laughs> I, I mean in my job too like where people come in and uh, somebody came in today and said, you know, I have this photo and I, it's of me and my friends and we're at, it was at some place and it was like the ruins of some temple in Southern America or something. And it was, it was a really wide photo. I said, okay, what do you want to do with it? And I said, well, I want to give it to them as a gift and I want to put it on the wall. And so I go, well, we have a ton of options for that. So let me just see 
Like, what do you look at the wall and tell me what you like? We have all these samples. And then from there I go, okay, it sounds like you want this. So how about we do this? And they go, yeah, that's great. So a lot of the time you, you know, your job is to like focus is to, is to tell somebody kind of what they want. You know, they, they have an idea of what they like and then you can tell them, okay, this is what you're going to want based on what you're telling me right now. Yeah. I think uh, we are done. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been almost an hour and a half or 90 minutes or so. Uh, be good to catch up and learn about your Dark World project. <laughs> it's, uh, I like your for the last couple of recent ones. Well, thank you. I'm gonna. I'll see if I can do some more this weekend, but I'm not sure. I'll have to find a good new location. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. Talk to you later. <laughs> talk to you later. So uh, we're going to record at the green room. So, uh... so are we not going to record like with like send you files? We're just going to record in green room. Can you uh, hear me well? <clears throat> yes, I can hear you. Okay. Well. Uh... Hmm. What do you think about recording with my mic, Trevor? Okay. I thought you just didn't want to record with the mic. No, you're the one that said you wanted me to go to. I didn't say anything about that. You're the one that said, I wanted to enjoy all as much of Sanix as I can. So I was just supporting you. Okay. Well, as much. As I can, did not mean I'm going to stay there as long as possible, get, get stay as late as possible. That's what it means. If you go to Disneyland and you want to stay there as long as you can, you stay there until the end. Well, I'm not extremist <laughs> like you. I'm not saying anything extreme. That's what it literally means. If you say you're going to try and enjoy it as much as you can. Okay. Well, I'll get the mic going okay. so we can record. We still need this going. I know. You're not going to walk around with me following you. Fanix is a special opportunity because... Uh... Can you hear me? <laughs> Lucio, Mercy, yeah, Lucio, yeah. Mercy, Symmetra, and Sombra is going to be there. Oh, damn.
so like i mean other than them being there like what is even happening that event like what is there to to see or do uh, a bunch of voice actors and authors and regular uh, actors regular actors is there anybody else that you guys are wanting to see i'm i'm not like a big tv guy so no one i'm really looking forward to seeing yeah me neither there's like supernatural guys that are going to be there, but I've never seen really? supernatural, so it's not like a big <laughs> deal for me. Like one of my coworkers, she's like watching like five seasons in uh, two weeks, and she's like trying to finish it before she goes. <laughs> I would joke about that, but I did finish like seven seasons in not a very long time. Yeah, she's like watching like at least five episodes a day. <laughs> oh my god! And like weekends, she's doing like nine episodes or something yeah that show's like fun i guess but it was really hard for me after like six or seven or eight seasons to really like keep going i was like okay well i feel like i've watched enough of this that was good (laughs) seems like like people love it like katrina and people like that it's definitely one of one of those shows that the fans get super super into and i can kind of see why i mean it's just like i don't know it's just that kind of show but i don't know it's it's like they do have a really nice car so they drive around in a nice car, and then they, what they, kind of car is it? Though that's it's a it's the an Impala, but it's, it's it's kind of a classic. I mean, yeah, it's a classic looking car. I think it's like a sixty. God, I don't know. Is it like a sixty eight or seventy one? I don't know. But it's a really nice looking car. I remember that, <laughs> and they uh, they go around and like deal with monsters basically. And <clears throat> it was kind of it was, yeah. <clears throat> it started in like two thousand five, so it's funny to see it go like all the way till now. Like, I'm sure special effects and stuff have gotten better. Yeah, it seems like one of the shows, like, uh, what's that one show that just keeps going going on with the, like, uh, medical people and... Oh, fucking um, Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it's like Grey's Anatomy. Dude, don't even talk to me about Grey's Anatomy because, like, like, all these... (laughs) Like, I I haven't watched it much. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just so funny. My mom usually watches, like, like Hallmark movies and like basic kind of trash shit. And then she like somehow discovered Grey's Anatomy and she's like watching all of it on Netflix. And so she started and she's like, Oh wow, this has like 17 seasons. And I was like, wow, that's a shitload. And then like the next week she's like, Oh yeah, well I'm, I'm moving on to season four or five. I'm like, Whoa, that's, that, how did you even watch that that fast? And now she's like, she's like, I only have two or three seasons left. And I'm like, what? So obviously, and like May's obsessed with it too. Certain people just get really into Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, it's like one of those shows. Or I guess maybe like Law and Order or SVU or whatever. Like lots of people, like it's kind of serialized. There's a monster of the week or like a story of the week. You just watch the episode and you can move on to the next. I mean, I could do that if it was like um, Henrock Favell. If, if it was like The Witcher, but yeah. it has 17 seasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It would take you longer to watch the whole series. Yeah, it hey, take me like maybe a few months to watch it more than once. So basically, like, you want Game of Thrones, but with The Witcher. <laughs> or you could just have The Witcher, like, um, The Witcher with the Bard. Dude, we still have to watch the fucking Witcher animated movie with uh, that came out on Netflix. Yeah, Ali, we should. Hey, Nick, do you want uh, me to get you some souvenir or something and have it signed by uh, Lucio and... 
all those people. You know, um, that would be cool, but I don't want to. No, no pressure. So hey, I like surprises. If you if you if you happen <laughs> upon something, that's cool. But I'm not gonna like ask for anything. Like I said, uh, you know, surprise me if you want. But I don't want to. I don't want to like add to your list of things to do. You've never had tacos before. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we should just record with uh, uh, with Green Room. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> you got the whole mic out for nothing. So just really, I want to be very clear. So does that mean I don't have to record my, like, no. my, my audio? You can just send want... the recording to Alex anyways and see what happens. I want to get... I mean, I can you can just it. have it's a monologue. It's just Nick talking the whole time. Trevor is... Uh, most likely not going to be able to get like uh, well because he's only those people are only going to be there on saturday yeah exactly so, so I, I can't go on saturday i want to make sure i could go on saturday and get you, get you guys. again i don't really care i just want to make sure that i'm doing the right thing in the moment now so <laughs> it's up to you i could press record on my computer or not i mean it, it's, yeah it, just... it, no we're not going to record with the mic so we'll just uh record here okay okay that's all i needed to know <laughs> Yeah, I'll get you guys some um, stuff from them. You know it costs money, right? Well, I'm good for it. Okay. It, Nick has money. He's made of cash. VIP passes mm. that I could go. It's get. $30 off, basically. No, that's for a photo op. Can you apply it to a free autograph or something? Why can't I fucking hear? Now I can hear you. Can I just get Lucio? With, can you just get, like, a photo of Lucio? Can you bring Lucio back to Santa Cruz for me? Can you just have Lucio visit Nick? <laughs> a box of Lucio O's. Yeah, and just like hang out and eat them Lucio O's. <laughs> That's breakfast with Lucio. That'd be fun. I think I could go get their autographs with whatever access they could have. Well, that's cool that you guys are going to check that out. Is that like a, like a day trip thing or what? It's in Salt Lake. It's just down the street for Alex. Well, I, I, okay, well, but I guess I, let me rephrase that. Is it like a day trip for you guys or what? Like, I mean, does that mean you guys can come back? It's going to be Thursday, or? Friday, and Saturday. So it's like a weekend trip. But I mean, are you guys staying there like a hotel or something or just driving back? Oh, no. We're not that cool. It's it, not like We're not like the cool people that go and stay over the hill in San Jose and... So that's what I'm saying. Is it like the equivalent of like going to San Jose and coming back? It's an equivalent, but I mean, people probably do stay over and do that. Like people are like Richard okay, so it's sort of like a fanime. Yeah, it's fanime. Like, it's basically it. Comic Con, but they couldn't do the name Comic Con because they got sued, so they had to change it to fan. Yeah, I just read an article saying that Steve Wozniak started like the San Diego or San Jose or San Diego. Like Comic Con or some some one of the big conventions. I was like, what the fuck? What hasn't Steve done? Um, he hasn't came up with the iPhone competitor, <clears throat> but he did, did just start a new space company. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Are we gonna talk about it? Or are you just gonna talk? We're gonna talk about it. Are we gonna do? Are we gonna talk about it? Are we gonna go space? <laughs> Put up or shut up. I mean, if anything, I'd go to. I'd trust Steve Wozniak's space. Job. Honestly, yeah, he's he's pretty wholesome. So I feel like out of all of them, I would rather just out of all of them. I bet you that one would feel like being on a Segway, <laughs> nice going to the bathroom. Segway. 
<laughs> be like, oh, what's your what's your sales pitch? Well, yeah, uh, so we're gonna make space. Feel like shitting yourself on a Segway. And be like, oh, perfect. Yes. That's I've always wanted that. <laughs> Steve, how did you know what that feels like? Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, um, no, no experience. Yes, yeah, that's uh, hope allegedly. I'm, hope I'm a friend. I mean, I do use my Segway everywhere, but... Dude, can you even buy Segways anymore? Is that a real thing? Yeah! Segway. Of course you can! I, it's still sold on Amazon. It's just... Wait, what? You can get them on Amazon? Yeah! Oh my god, hold on. But don't tell me you're going to get one. I'm not, I'm if you're going to get a Segway, just get a jacket instead. I was look. I mean, like, I don't know. Oh, wait, oh, wait so you can get knockoffs. Wait, no, you can, is that a real Segway? <laughs> Yeah, when really? I lived in Portland, I would see like tours of people going around with Segways. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. Are they really? Wait. Segway nine bot S smart balancing electric. This is like five hundred dollars. Yeah. They don't. I they're thought like, they were like five thousand dollars. No, they're not that bad. Maybe growing up, we thought it was like five thousand dollars because. Yeah, back in the day, they were fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. They have so many products. If you go to Segway.com, they have like literally twenty-five or thirty products. <laughs> I haven't yeah, looked at the Segway website in like five years, ten years. years. Yeah. This is a game changer. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. Maybe you should just what? buy five things. Maybe. Well, then you going to welcome everyone or what? Oh, yeah. I could. Uh... You can count down and then start the show. <laughs> We're just talking now. Oh, my God. This guy's such a nerd. There's a picture of this guy like in a is warehouse Steve? on a Segway wearing a uh, helmet. Uh, good luck. Uh, don't fall off your Segway at 12.5 miles an hour. Well, maybe they have high-speed velocity ones now. Dude, <laughs> nitrous Segway. <laughs> Boost it. So, okay, Dude, guys, that reminds me. Fast and okay, furious, but on Segways. They're fast and smooth. <laughs> it's just the rock on a Segway for two hours. I'd pay for that. Yeah, it'd be like um, that one police officer in the mall. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah probably, probably. It's like Bo all over again. <laughs> what happened? Did Bo just disappear again? Like, he just stopped talking to us again. He does that. Hey, you know, like, don't cry because it's over. You know, <laughs> laugh because it happened. Yeah. And, you know, we got, we got to talk to him for like a day and a half. So, and his girlfriend liked two of my photos on Instagram a couple of days ago. So, I think she's alive. Okay. So well, she, she's more alive than Bo, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. But... Yeah, more livid, Austin. I'll take what I can get. Take all my green beans. What? 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 Isn't her name like green something on Instagram? Oh, I'm just thinking about the food now. Oh, fuck. I have a, I have a jar of green beans in front of me. What the fuck? Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> this, these were pickled on the 9th of... Dude, oh, do you want green beans, beans? Je- Jessica? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You seem yeah, excited about green beans. About green beans. <laughs> she's like, and then. <laughs> uh huh. You forgot about green beans, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, so let's get this started. Alex is gonna start by counting down. You don't have to push any buttons on one or click or whatever. <laughs> Just keep your tradition. Well, I mean, we haven't started. We're just talking. 
This is like the pre-show. Yeah, this is the pre-show. Yeah, so you can't just keep going. You're never going to start. Okay. <clears throat> so, countdown on three. Don't say, don't click when I say click. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we click? It's so hard to do. I'm just going to buy Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs>